Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of Star Wars Ranked. Me and a guest ranking things in Star Wars, and we have found ourselves in another little series that we didn't necessarily intend, and that's kind of how I like to see Star Wars Ranked work at times. When you start diving into something, you're like, wait, there's an entire pocket to discuss on Star Wars Ranked. We recently did our favorite Imperial Officer moments. Then last time out, we did our favorite Rebel moments. 
And then we kind of realized, well, there's some other little factions in Star Wars. We can start <laughs> ranking more of those. We might not even be done after this. So joining me here today is Joseph Scrimshaw, and we are going to rank our favorite bounty hunter moments. Joseph, let's go into the underworld. As you wish. I am very excited to discuss the the bounty hunters. They've always been uh, close to my heart, so it's fun to really dive into specific moments. Mm-hmm. It is indeed. And this is, I got to tell you, it, it's, been a, it's always a lesson in how you rank and where your mind goes, Imperial officers, and even rebel moments. We both discovered we went to, like, Return of the Jedi or Empire more than others. <laughs> bounty hunter ones, I, I'll, I'll admit, almost got overwhelmed once we zeroed in on this topic, where... Sequel trilogy, as we'll talk about, doesn't have maybe as many bounty hunter moments as you as you want or, mm-hmm. or, or you know hope. Uh, that's a fair discussion point. But then, yeah, original trilogy dripping with it. Prequels got some stuff, but then you, it, it's like Clone Wars and Rebels and even Resistance has some moments where it, it, it's it's just so much that uh, I, I had to admit being slightly overwhelmed. And then you know, there's some Disney Plus series that pop up <laughs> that have a lot to do with bounty hunting. So that's kind of where we're gonna live here today. Did you have any issues ranking just other than there's always a lot of good moments? No, I I I did. I started to have issues, right? Because my mind always just kind of flits through mm-hmm. the films first, uh, looking for those those big moments. A couple always pop in my head, and then I kind of scan in my mind for like, what am I, what might I be forgetting? And then I kind of get into the shows. And then when I did that, I was like, hey, and remember the Mandalorian, yes, <laughs> and yes, Book of Boba Fett. And then you get into like, okay, but that moment for Mandalorian, he's not being a bounty hunter. Like, right. so I saw myself going into an absolutely a thick forest of confusion and i said no <laughs> and i i very this is one of the quicker ranks right it's just because i just said like yeah. no i'm going with my gut and i'm always yeah. like to make sure that it represents a large spread but i went with my gut yeah same and there was i like i know there's some moments in resistance and we both uh, like star wars resistance here we even talked about that on the main show or the question show this past week and i just i was like i just i'd have to rewatch the whole series to pluck them out like, mm-hmm. I just can't do that right here. So we'll acknowledge that those exist uh, as well. So anyways, fun, fun list. We are going into the underbelly of the galaxy and we are going to begin uh, working our way five to one. Joseph, with your number five. Uh, my number five, I'm going back to the beginning. Uh, I'm going to Empire Strikes Back. And I think one of the uh, really fun things about putting this list together is uh, the linear journey that I've gone on in my life is growing up with the original trilogy is the uh, bounty hunters are mostly aesthetic, right? Mm-hmm, <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. there, there are a few moments of true action, but it's mostly they're just standing there as this absolutely cool promise, this absolutely tip of the iceberg. Uh, buy the action figures and make up uh, your own stories. And then in the prequels, in the animated series, go into the Disney Plus shows, you get to mm-hmm. see... Uh, from my perspective, the fantasies that I had as a kid, the things that I acted out with my action figures actually explode on the screen. Uh, but I wanted to start with just the uh, the promise of of the bounty hunters. Mm. There's the, of course, the infamous scene uh, with Vader hiring them all. There were so many different moments that I wanted to go to, but I had to go to my heart. And uh, we just talked about this moment uh, in the Imperials ranked <laughs> from Piet's side. Yeah. But I had to go with my number five being Bosk's growl. Um, yes. There, there's so many things yes. about that scene that are great. I almost wanted to include Dengar standing there for half a shot. You have to work to see him. And yet 
he lived in our cultural imagination. But that's like yeah. you get the moments between Vader and, and and Boba Fett. But Bosk was always like for me, like what is the deal with this guy? He's so alien, so scary, so weird. And I think the fact that he is kind of in some ways our introduction to to them. In that Piet's the one who's like names them right bounty hunters. Yeah. We don't need that scum. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the exposition, Piet. A character moment with some exposition. That's exactly who they are. That's what's going on. Uh, but then looking up at Bosk and him being so alien and scary and cool in that great Star Wars sounds, the weird growl, and they're like, yeah, yeah, look at my toes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah that's yeah, right. right i'm not wearing shoes on your precious ship you know uh <laughs> i think the it sells bosk uh you know so it's not just boba fett who gets to shine right. boss gets a moment to shine in the film and i think it communicates the like look we are rough and tumble we're out for ourselves just with a growl that is clearly trandoshan for bleep you and, and kiss my toe claws right it's just like that's a growl that doesn't give a damn and it's letting piet know absolutely and, and you're right we'll get to the chalman's cantina of it all and bounty hunters and other parts of stars empire strikes back is you're right where they're named where the moment after they're named one is like intimidating you you're just like it, it, it takes you into a larger bounty hunter world and i love it that does kind of begin with boss yes boba fett jumps out uh, he's almost designed to right not just that he's the one being spoken to by vader but his design is cool and sleek and then you got this lizard this guy just woke up from a nap a troy a lot of things going on <laughs> But Bosk is the one that he's absolutely first out of gate in that scene. And I, I love that. you highlight, I know you love Bosk. Uh, the, the the connection to Doctor Who is part of the fun, too. I know yeah. everything about it. Those toes, too. Just there. Look at this. Yeah, I ain't even wearing sandals. Yeah, you know what? And I'll throw in an honorable Bosk mention playing him in Battlefront 2 and having him throw the Dioxys and, and saying either just Dioxys or my favorite, <laughs> breathe death. <laughs> yes. That uh, almost could just be the entire list of that moment. It, it really could. So that's my number five. Uh, yeah, a lot of great things to talk about with the cantina, how much they were pitched as bounty hunters or like some, mm-hmm. like I remember being confused as a kid as getting like, oh, wait a minute, Greedo is a bounty hunter. Yeah. Uh, but like uh, Cabe is just a, a, a chatter fan who's having a drink. <laughs> like, yeah. Just because they're aliens doesn't mean they're bounty hunters. That was a lesson I needed to learn. Uh, Absolutely. So. Good conversation there, but my number five is Bosk's Growl. Great way to start the list here. My number five is, uh, well, it's a modern moment from 2019, and I even thought, I don't know, is that too obvious? Can I put this down? I, I, I Let me think about it, and I, I don't know if I even love this moment on a first viewing. I liked it, but I was like, okay, I get it, I get it, but I just kept coming back to it. You talk about going with your gut, talking about best bounty hunter moments. We got to go to this, this almost a topic sentence in their lives. It is, it is Din Djarin, but then we only knew him as Mandalorian. Season one, chapter one, the opening scene, I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. Mm. Look, it's this Western vibe we know. We talked, it's a gunslinger vibe, but it's a show about a bounty hunter. And you're right. There was a couple other moments where it's like, oh, what about that? Oh, no, I, I, that's not a bounty hunter. That's him doing something else. That's him, that's him trying to be a father. Um, this is just what you want your bounty hunters to be saying. This is when you're on the playground and your friend wants to be a Jedi and your other friend wants to be a rebel and you're acting out scenes and you're like, I play bounty hunters. That's my mode. That's my recess mode is bounty hunters. This is probably a line you may have even said. So it kind of, um, 
and it comes again, comes in 2019. So it's like a lifetime uh, for, for many fans, a lifetime of dreaming about bounty hunters out in the galaxy, playing video games as I'm playing with the figures. So it was truly kind of this uh, fantasy come true moment as, as, uh, as if you're a bounty hunter fam, it's just worked on a lot of levels. And then again, I love when it's repeated and used. And even at one point, Hey, that's my line from Dan. Uh, so I, I love that showing up again, 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 but it is just, cool and we have to you know you always have to be dangerous it's dangerous when discussing it you have to be careful but like you don't want to celebrate uh, the underworld too much for being cool but uh, <laughs> this is kind of really cool so i can bring you in warm or i can bring you in cold yeah a lot of the bounty hunter fandom is there are parts of star wars that are didactic they are life lessons they're supposed to be inspiring and there are parts that are cautionary tales or parts that are just cool because you're having the fantasy of dabbling with a different perspective and this is that absolutely the the promise of the bounty hunters coming roaring back to life on screen live action what a great line to capture it of they like i don't care about anything I'm just doing a job in the incredible calmness, right? Mm. Of I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold. It doesn't make any difference to me. (laughs) It is your choice. What's implied in I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold is, but I'm going to bring you in. That's not up for question or debate. I'm being nice and giving you a choice. Are you alive or are you dead? Up to you. It's a, it's a great introductory line a part of me almost wishes it didn't come back because it's just mm-hmm. great the way it is and it's great for where he's at in that moment you yeah it could it could almost uh you could almost undercut it there though the the return of uh did a book of boba fett just to see where uh, where he's uh not fallen at all but just where he is at, at that point in his life his career when the whole sequence kind of re- repeats a little bit mm-hmm. oh, bad um but no i, I i'm with you I, I absolutely with you. Uh, there's something that's so it just almost wanted to stand on its own, but that's, that's just a testament to the line and to the moment. So there you go. That's my number five. We're off and running and Din Djarin showing up to lead us there. At least my list. Uh, we're on to your number four. Uh, my number four, I knew I wanted to include something from Clone Wars because there's just a, you know, a, a, a bounty of bounty hunters uh, mm-hmm. ideas in Clone Wars. What my mind actually went to probably because we rewatched it relatively recently for our Clone Wars report show mm-hmm. And uh, I went to the journey that Asajj Ventress goes on. Specifically, Asajj Ventress takes the whole train. (laughs) It is uh, the episode uh, Bounty. Uh, The previous episode, Asajj has lost uh, everything. Uh, She has been rejected uh, by the Sith, by Dooku. Uh, She thought she came home to the Night Sisters, but then the Night Sisters are wiped out and she's trying to figure out who she wants to be, what she wants to be. And she tries out being a bounty hunter um and i love the way the whole uh, uh episode plays out and, and it's really that it's that it's that asajj is at the top of her game right that she yeah. is we're like sure okay i get it uh bounty hunters they, you do work for money you can bring in people in warm or cold got it mm-hmm. <laughs> uh mm-hmm. but she's so skilled that once she kind of figures out everything that's going on it's the it's the fun of the the physical power of a bounty hunter like if you had told me yeah you know when i was a kid and had my bosque action figure of like someday you're gonna get to see an angry force using bounty hunter (laughs) be like what and like and here's what she looks like head explodes right um so she is i love that she's absolutely being a bounty hunter it's only her and boba fett uh that survived the train battle without being thrown off the train the the other bounty hunters literally survive but they all get thrown off the train if you haven't seen Mm -hmm. it in a while by the time she gets to the end uh 
I love that she uses her actual power, like her fighting abilities and her force abilities to take out all competition, take out Boba Fett and take out uh, the, this other fighter who is trying to, to free his sister, who is the actual bounty. And at the end of the day, what she ends up doing is just kind of the bounty hunter actual, you know, ethos of I decide I'm not aligned with anyone. I decide. And I love that she makes this decision that is both the bounty hunter decision and also her moral decision. She gets her money and she keeps her morals. You know, Uh, she ends up freeing the girl, but still takes payment from her family to return her. And then yeah. she takes her cut of the uh, the Kratos Claws uh, bounty group's uh, uh, bounty, but keeps Boba alive, gives them the rest of the money, and it's this great moment where she's like, "Yeah, no, I uh, that's what a bounty hunter means to me mm-hmm. is the power to make my own choices." Yeah, and I still want to get paid, but I'll decide what I think is moral, and I'll also take my effing money, and I have the power to do it. <laughs> I, I think it's just an interesting picture of who who and what a bounty hunter can be in such mm-hmm. a great, fun surprise for the character of Asajj Ventress. And it's it's a great secret. Yeah, it's, a, it's a wonderful character. Great sequence. We just recently covered that on Clone Wars Report. It's just fun to rewatch because my memories of, of uh, you know, Asajj being a bounty hunter is like, oh, yeah, yeah, then, then she becomes a bounty hunter. But it, it's really more powerful than that. I think you're right to, to, to dig into those themes on what that means. But also, I never really focused on that idea of, of what you're talking about it she's almost too good for it skill wise right it's yeah. like this is the game okay i can use i can just use my hand and force pull the bounty to me like what <laughs> all right so it's like she's it's like she's an nba player that just went down to like junior high basketball <laughs> like all right i don't even need to <laughs> jump to slam i'm here so there's a, a there's a, a not even not humor it's just like it's a fun uh, daydream you're right it is just like what if darth vader got bored and just started a bounty hunting business and just was so good at it he became bored at that i don't know i just saw a fascinating angle to that too and yeah get great sequence uh, a great way to uh, uh, drill down on some of the stuff that's going on inside asajj and what you mean what it means to her there and then yeah, just great stuff with, uh, with boba fett and, and the group there so great stuff great moment yeah, great episode, and, and for me, really highlights uh, some of the meaning beside, behind mm-hmm. Asajj becoming a bounty hunter. So that's my number four. Great number four. My number four, uh, we always, uh, you know, look at little lines, big moments. That's what these uh, lists are made up of, and this is just a tiny little moment. Tiny little moment. It's always been one of my favorite little Star Wars quotes. Uh, it comes at the end of, I think, a very fun sequence, which uh, some of uh, my favorite music from the prequels, and I am going... To Attack of the Clones, to Zam Wessel, to her uh, uh, last uh, words, essentially, uh, among her last words, it's just a job as she dies, <laughs> as, Boba, as Django takes her out of that Boba, excuse me. Um, I love Zam Wessel. I love this. I've always, always, again, we always talk about that you and I and a lot of people in our generation having that, this weird relationship with the prequels at the time and going, well, I don't know if I liked it, but that Zam Wessel was pretty cool. That's how Star Wars can pull you in if you don't fall in love with it right away. I really believe that. The cool little moments, the seismic charges, all that kind of stuff. And for me, it was Zam Wessel, Wessel that that chase. Um, but I've just always loved that. I mean, who hasn't wanted just to kind of say that when you're <laughs> dealing with something at work? Just a job. Uh, and a little bit of the... Tying into the bounty hunter ethos and the morality of it, uh, the immorality of it, uh, some of those big questions about it. And, and you know, maybe you should question your job, all those and what you've been paid to do. Yeah, all bigger stuff there. You could dig into it from there. Uh, and I just uh, I just love it. I love also with the frustration, Kenobi and, and Anakin trying to get information. And she's just like, I don't know. I, don't know. I tried to go to the senator. It's just a job. Like, there's nothing I could do about it. <laughs> love everything about it. And just... Um, 
again, unintentional Star Wars quotes. Uh, you can use it in a lot of other areas of life, including the energy. So that's my number four. Zam Wessel and it's just a job. Oh, I, I love this uh, pick. There's so many great things about Zam Wessel. I, I really like the the fact that she's this Claudite changeling. The idea of a changeling, it, it really works with a lot of the big picture ideas in Attack the Clones of kind of uh, not knowing who people are and not knowing who to trust and what's really going on, all that kind of stuff. Uh, of course, love the Kenobi scene of, of taking a hand yeah. <laughs> is a way to isolate and, you know, uh, get get her to talk with the least amount of violence one would hope. Yeah. Um, and certainly other keeping other people from being hurt in the old Outlander Club. But you're right that that line and that delivery, it's so there's something sad about it of just like, mm-hmm. well, why can't you understand? I was just, just doing a job. And like the way she says it, like I just work at Brueger's Bagels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just tried to murder a senator with like massive galactic impact right <laughs> not just any senator the one leading the charge to stop the creation of an army right and yeah. it, it is a, a great isolated moment of a different perspective of bounty hunters like what everybody has a job to do and it's not personal it's yeah. just a job and and sad as the character you know dies from taking this just a job yeah yeah exactly yeah you should question look, look what the job got you and all those kind of big things in star wars too and, and i again I, I just love that sequence it's a great way to to start that, uh, that 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 movie, which has a lot of private investigator, old gumshoe vibes, and we're right into it from the start. I love that. Yep, yep. An informant dying before they can spill the beans. There you go. That's my number four, which means we are up to our number three moment uh, here. Joseph, what is your number three? Uh, my number three is one that just jumped at me, and I was like, okay, I could stop and do a long list of this character, but I'm just going with my gut. Uh, my number three is a very small moment. It is in Return of the Jedi. It is Boba Fett's head nod to Bush Bausch Bush, <laughs> however you choose to say that bounty hunter's name uh, that Leia crazy. takes on the identity of. It is, uh, look, Boba Fett could have been this whole list, right? Um, yeah. But that is a moment for me that it just, I liked it as a kid and it always resonated with me. I think, you know, being in Jabba's palace, having so many more action figures of, uh, you know, the dangerous aliens and, and debating, like, are they all bounty hunters? Is Squidface a bounty hunter or is he just like a guy hanging out? Right. right. <laughs> but there is no ambiguity. This was, that scene was a, about bounty hunters that was leia pretending to be a bounty hunter collecting the bounty on on chewy and, and being a badass about the way that she got paid yeah. uh and it just in that one little moment gave so much character to boba fett gave so much uh perspective to the job of a bounty hunter where boba fett's yes. clearly like I'm on I'm on Jabba's payroll and somebody's causing trouble so I raised my blaster I'm ready to deal with it but Jabba handled it the way he wanted to. He signaled that we should respect this bounty hunter. So I'll give you a nice little well-played nod. (laughs) (laughs) It's just a a show of respect from one badass to another. And it makes it even richer when you realize it's it's Leia, who everyone should be nodding to. Yeah. It's a little bit of the uh, visual representation of a force center well said. (laughs) <laughs> well said and yeah and it's becomes an iconic moment and you could use that uh uh gif or jif or bausch or bosch or bush you could use it if you like and it's i've always said that's kind of me at a party where i don't know a lot of people just me in the corner just kind of <laughs> nodding um but you talk about the like a little bit of the world building and going to like empire and return of the jedi is the the one that where i kind of had the the earlier relationship first before i really took that uh 
you know, deep dive in Empire. So for me, this is a little bit how I, I understood bounty hunting in the galaxy. Little bit, and I, I really picked up on that energy of like, aha, you know what? Good job. I respect game. Game recognizes game. I see it. I see it. And I'm seven, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's what it is. Okay, that's that's the life that they all do. And how Boba Fett, uh, you know, he would have pulled that trigger if he, if he if he needed to or was told to, uh, but he didn't have to. And because of that, hey, hey, you're all right. I like I like what you did there. I've done that too. So I just everything about it, it it's so cool, and it and it, it helps build that. Absolutely helps build the, the legend of Boba Fett, uh, the, the, the masked warrior we hadn't seen much of back then. Of course it does. It, it builds that, uh, that allure of him uh, indeed. So it works on a lot of levels. Yeah, it's a great, elegant little beat. I don't want this to have actually happened, but hearing you say it, there's a part of me that, that wishes that uh, George Lucas had got to Moore Morrison to actually say, game recognizes game. <laughs> Is he nodded for the special edition? I don't actually want that. I just want to yeah. hear it. Yeah. <laughs> No, absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. That's my number three, Boba Fett's nod. Yeah, we have reached the Boba Fett section here uh, because my number three involves Boba Fett as well. So we're going to Empire Strikes Back. A lot of great Boba Fett is in there, of course. And again, for me, saw Jedi first, then Empire. But I saw it all so close together. It just really, my experience was as if I saw them all at the same time. I say yeah. that, but really when we're breaking it down, the nod and and then also the flailing and falling in the Southern pit is how I met Boba Fett. So to go back a little bit, probably a week or two later on VHS, I can't remember, but there were so many moments where I, that, that I, that's when I was like, Oh, okay. I get what they're talking about with this Fett guy on the playground. And for me, it's when Luke shows up and the whole, uh, he's sneaking around and he sees Fett and he's hiding and he's telling R2 to be quiet. I've always loved that Fett, comes back, pops back up, and takes those blaster shots at him. So it's Boba Fett firing on Luke Skywalker. Because for me, like, Luke's a Jedi. Jedi are like, they almost can't be defeated. I'm like Anakin in Phantom Menace. Like, I, I hear Jedis can't be killed, Qui-Gon. That's what I heard on the street. <laughs> so I'm kind of thinking that's how it goes. These are s- truly superheroes. And in this moment, it's like a little bit of fear crept in for uh, little Kenny back in the day. It was like Boba Fett, Boba Fett got the drop on him. Like, that's kind of crazy to me. And and then just even just the um, the blaster hitting the wall and the, like the smoking kind of remains mm-hmm. of the blaster, the the crater of everything about it. It just talk about building the 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 mystique of Boba Fett. That is it that in, in my mind, I'm, I'm not saying this is right, but in my mind, when I saw that early on in my childhood, he bested a Jedi in that moment for me. Which then, hey, you could spit it off into Mandalorian Jedi Wars. Oh, look at it. Did, as a kid, I was like, wow. You've got that. Bounty hunters are that dangerous. Boba Fett got the drop on him for a second. So anyways, love that moment on Empire Strikes Back on Bespin. Yeah, no, I have a lot of that, you know, as a kid and you're processing like, you know, who could who could take who? Who's more powerful? Like, but if Luke can stand up to Vader for a little while, he can take out Boba Fett. But Boba Fett got the drop on him. Was Luke paying attention? Like all that kind of great stuff that your kid mind goes through. You're you're with Luke as the hero. That that look of alarm as he realizes, oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) Bounty Hunter is very well aware that I'm following him and is on me and just plastering Mm -hmm. that wall saying, don't don't come after me, kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but it's also really um, it, it's significant, right? Because so much of Empire is just the aesthetic and the threat, mm-hmm. the the growl, and the Boba Fett's too smart for Han Solo. The the dumb, rigid Imperials uh, don't get the the trick of the Falcon hanging on and waiting for the trash uh, yeah. to be dumped out, but Boba Fett does, and his weird ship and yeah, pushes back on Vader, you know, and all that stuff. 
but this is the the like the moment of action, right? Where mm-hmm. blasters up, the, just pound on that wall, turn it into blazing craters. It's it's a cool moment. <laughs> blazing craters. There's a punk band we all need. That's great. <laughs> That's great. I uh, love that. Love that indeed. Yeah. So there you go. The 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 allure of Boba Fett, uh, all in a, a blazing crater. That's my number three, <laughs> uh, which means we're up to your number two. Uh, my number two. I stayed in the general land of Boba Fett in that I went to his television show, Book of Boba Fett. I was thinking through all the kind of different moments of uh, bounty hunters being cool or terrifying that we've got to see in mm. recent times. And I wanted to include uh, this character somewhere because he is such a great uh, bounty hunter, a bounty hunter that so far has had no kind of redemption or questioning Mm -hmm. their actions. And I'm going to Cad Bane versus Cobb Vanth. Uh, That entire scene, there were so many Clone Wars moments. I was like, I mean, I could pick out this. I love Cad Bane uh, fighting both Kenobi and Quinlan Voss and all, all sorts of great Cad Bane moments in Clone Wars animated series where he originated, but this was that power of taking that weirdo who we kind of know from, that we know from the animated series, but we know the species from Mm -hmm. starting with A New Hope with Duros, right? And translating it into uh, what I kept describing as nightmare fuel, right? Like, bounty hunters are in this this cool space where you can kind of look at them as like scary badasses, and you can have the fun of imagining your Boba Fett and you're scary Mm -hmm. and you have that power or, you know, or you've hired Bosk and (laughs) no one can push you around because Bosk is on your side. The way the whole Cad Bane scene is constructed, I feel like the audience's empathy is so much with Cobb. We have Mm. put so much emphasis on the fact that he has, you know, out of the goodness of his heart, given up that armor and it's made him vulnerable. And then, here comes a bounty hunter that I think a lot of people certainly love, but I didn't watch that scene like I'm Cad Bane and I'm rooting for him. I watched that scene like I'm Cobb Vant and Nightmare Fuel Man is going to take me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is going to blow me away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just love seeing the bounty hunter as almost a horror movie. Like it's obviously a mm-hmm. Western. Yeah. But it's Cad, ba- Cad Bane is this absolute, you know, uh, Bane it is an absolute terror everything about the scene is constructed so well the the standoff between the law and a very bad person who does not care about the law who can draw their blaster faster is the law you know it's such a great uh, underlining of what bounty hunters can be and mean that they only follow whatever code they have to get what they want in the whole thing that the whole thing is about intimidation right and you know ends uh, with uh, the deputy totally gone <laughs> yeah. the marshal on the on the sandy ground and cad bane you know tatooine belongs to the syndicate it's mm. you know it's just a, such a great bounty hunter moment in kind of a different flavor no, yeah i'm glad you included it for so many reasons other than just like yeah yeah great cad bane stuff but the, yeah the, the the horror show of it all and and the way that that worked out, i just remember remember like it was years ago a couple almost weeks ago when this first dropped <laughs> of just having to watch just that sequence over and over and over, not for, well, we're going to review it on force and we're going to dive into the themes, but just like, I need to see that play out again. Everything about it was just uh, uh, that star Wars cool, but just star Wars uh, terrified in its own way. I really, that's why I really love it. It's so good. It's so yeah. good. 
Mm. Those the way the 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 teeth just look extra nasty. The way those blazing red eyes are revealed, and it it seems to unsettle mm. everybody in town who's watching. Like yeah, yeah, it, it's just a a great scene. I could go on and on about it, but mm. I'm gonna stop myself. Uh, number two, Cad Bane versus Cobb Vanth. I almost think that has to be there, and it is Joseph's number two. My number two. We are going to uh, back to the Mandalorian. In fact, we're going back to season one, chapter one. Uh, this is a, a moment that. You talk about going with your gut on the episodes. There's a tendency sometimes, I think, I don't know if it's just our generation or if you're just putting together these shows where you're just like, sometimes something new or recent, you have trouble including it onto a legacy list, right? Where you're mm-hmm. like, did that really affect me? Maybe you'll see how it stands up over time. But then it's already been, a, it's been a few years already because the way time works. But I just, I just, in terms of bounty hunting moments, and this is two bounty hunters going after a target and the reveal of that target is has giant ramifications on the show. It is the show in many ways, but it is of course an IG 11 and Mando uh, go what I say, full action figure on uh, the compound <laughs> uh, there at the end there fighting the, the, uh, the guards there. And of course the reveal of, of Grogu, uh, which is big or baby Yoda, whatever the, 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 the child, the, the targets, the assets, whatever you want to call them at the time, that entire sequence, the humor, the comedy of IG 11 about to self-destruct and what that means for his story later on seeing an IG droid. Remember we thought we were going to get IG 88 in this show, but no, it's IG 11, but it doesn't matter. We get to finally see that figure move around the screen. Even, even though we had seen some stuff in other, maybe an animation or something like that, even, even Filoni talked about that, you know, you spent a lifetime wondering how that how that droid IG-88 went about its job, and now we can kind of see that play out. Uh, them having to team up um, using the the blaster, the the floating kind of e-web blaster there, just all these moments uh, that are just, if you're thinking about being a bounty hunter, this is probably what you daydream of, if that makes sense. <laughs> like, you want the job to go easily. You're going to stay cool lines. Like, I, I can bring you in warm. I can bring you in cold. But sometimes if it's in your blood, you kind of like this. Like I have I sometimes used to drive to my old job and be like, oh, man, I don't want an earthquake, but it'd be kind of fun if I had to deal with something big today. Like, it's just weird. You have this kind of weird <laughs> adrenaline button that you want to connect it to. And I just got to imagine that Din was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to team up with this droid. But, huh, all right. I'm going to have some fun doing this as well. So this is giant sequence that ends in, in some of the most poignant stuff uh, and changes uh, Din's journey. Yes, he has some other bounty hunter uh, actions that he's going to have in his life, and, and especially where we pick up with him a little bit later on. But th- this, to me, his life is never the same after this moment. So it's a crescendo of his bounty hunting career. It's the big final act of that chapter. So it has a meaning in that level, too. But also just fun to watch. That's why it's my number two. Yeah, no, I, I love this one. I'm so glad you included it. I, I almost considered including uh, IG-88 in Shadows of the Empire uh, coming up beyond yes. on in that trash heap. <laughs> yes. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, from my perspective, that is, yeah, the the action figure adventure come to life. Like, I think we constructed almost literally that adventure, my brother and I, of yeah. like, hey, the, the bounty hunters all need to get into this building uh, but maybe some stormtroopers are taking some shots at them. These aren't stormtroopers, but like, you know, and, you know, fired rubber bands <laughs> yeah. Yeah. at each other's, uh, you know, bounty hunter figures. It's it's so an action figure scene come to life. It's the, yeah. hey, what if all those bounty hunters, uh, you know, in Empire Strikes Back had a fight? You know, what would it really look like? Uh, and it just utterly brings it to life. And 
and you get all of the cool of IG-11 spinning and really seeing, uh, you know, Mando released with all of his different uh, tactics and uh, then the humanity as well of really seeing what it's like. And (laughs) Mm -hmm. IG-11's like, well, time to self-destruct is really, really funny and really effective and such a builds to such a great twist questioning the idea of uh, why are we doing this? What are what are our choices? What are our morality? Because by the end of it, you're kind of you really like IG Eleven, and you feel bad that Din lasts him, but he has to, right? He has to. Has so to. It, it's not just a, an awesome, cool scene. Like if it was two badass bounty hunters who never questioned out anything, you know, if it was mm-hmm. Cad Bane and Aura Singh, it would have been cool. Uh, yeah. But it's even more that it was that cool and led into all these ideas of questioning what you're fighting for and why. Yeah. Yeah, big stuff indeed. And and again, oh, recent, 2019. Yes, that counts. That counts. Immediately becomes legendary. So yeah. uh, I challenged myself to put that on the list. And there it is, my number two. But we're not done. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to have uh, some of our honorable mentions and our number one choice for our best bounty hunter moment, our favorite bounty hunter moments here on Star Wars Right. Be right back. 45 there's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome back to Star Wars Rank. Me, Ken Napsuck, and Joseph Scrimshaw are ranking our favorite bounty hunter moments. A lot to choose from. So many to choose from, big and small, which means some are off uh, the uh, top five and on our honorable mentions list. Joseph, uh, what are a couple that almost made it? Uh, well, first, my utter heartbreak that I did not put Embo, one of my very favorite bounty hunters, in mm. my main list. Spoiler for my number one, it's not Embo. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I love Embo. I've gone on and on. I just, I, I think his uh, design is great. He just really evokes um, Star Wars and uh, the fun of like the gimmick isn't even the right word. His hat, the, the hat that can do anything. It can be a shield, it can be a throwing device. In the moment I'm putting uh, on here, it is also a transportation device. I think of all the cool moments with Embo, I was tempted to put his first appearance in, in the episode called Bounty Hunters. But the one we recently watched on Clone Wars, uh, where Embo snowboards on Scipio mm -hmm. <laughs> while taking it to Anakin Skywalker. Come on, a bounty hunter who snowboards and it is actually cool? How is that possible? Well, the magic of the Clone Wars. So Embo snowboards is on my honorable mention list. Um also, going back to Mandalorian, there's so many great moments, but one that just sticks with me that I love is when uh, Mando uh, returns to Navarro, having completed uh, the bounty, and he walks into that bar full of jilted, upset bounty hunters, and Grief Karga has one of my favorite lines in all of Mandalorian. They all hate you, Mando! <laughs> it's a really funny moment, and it's just kind of getting into the culture of, of bounty hunters in this specific version where there's a guild, and it's it's not always sexy, right? Like, mm -hmm. uh, or thrilling. It is like the, like having some fun with like, wow, which of these bounty hunters could go up against Darth Vader or Luke Skywalker? Who's smart enough to take up with Han Solo? Or, you know, Han Solo and Dengar used to race and like all these kind of like cool things. And then like this, this bar full of like, we collect debt from people who cannot fight, who could not figure out how to, how to fight a blaster. We're basically just like really mean Uber drivers going and picking up people who, who did not call for an Uber. Right. And seeing that culture and then seeing within that, this actual warrior that they all hate for being too good at the job. Oh God. It's just, it's Carl Weathers at his best there. Just yeah. loved him in star Wars. That's a great, they all hate you, Mando in the glee, <laughs> just the absolute glee in Greece voice. Like, Oh, this is great. This is great. They all hate you. And I love it. Yeah, all-time moment for me. Um, another one is uh, 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 Orisingh just watching the races. Uh, oh, yeah. 
Yeah, it just, again, that Star Wars flair, like, who is that? There had been, you know, talk about, you know, but, oh, she's really cool. She's going to, mm-hmm. um, you know, feature bigger. You know, she, she was maybe going to be the Sam Wessel kind of thing, all that. Uh, it, it's just that that continual ability of Star Wars to just show a cool design for a half a second and fire off imagination. So yeah, uh, I put her there. Uh, I got two more left. Do you want me sure. to pause? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, on that artist moment, which yeah, is absolutely great, it has to be there. And, and our friend Van William appreciates that. He's still one of the biggest artist fans I know. And so much of that fandom came out of that moment. And then uh, she appears again in Clone Wars, as we know. But other stuff for me, a smaller moment, it, it going to uh, Rise of Skywalker. So we can a recent moment. Rothgar Den uh, lives. Rothgar Den, Dengar. <laughs> I don't. I don't know the entire story how that came about. I don't know if it's just Pablo in a in a in a, in a book going. How about this? Because this you can't you can't avoid this. I, I I don't know the whole story yet. I haven't taken the deep dive. I just love that uh, Dengar in, in an effort to prolong not only his life but his career um, after spending so much of it just looking disheveled, but starting looking out pretty cool and and collected in the Clone Wars when we first oh, met. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's this 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 slide, and he's just can't let go, and he's got all this work done, and he's kind of still got the same armor, but he's just at a bar in the galaxy hanging out. I just, I guess maybe it's like, you know, drawing uh, comparisons to the pro wrestling world I know so well, where just some folks just can't leave the ring. <laughs> <laughs> and you just you're holding on, man. Time to go. And you're working you're working a, a show at a at a swap meet in, in nowhere's land. Let it go. And that's what I think of when I see Rothgar Dang drinking there on uh, uh in Rise of Skywalker. I love that you picked this one. You know, we grew up with the this is your brain on drugs ads everywhere. Yeah. And the <laughs> Dengar, who was never the coolest bounty hunter, mm-hmm. but did look cool in the Clone Wars, and then just uh, you know the, Oddly shaped with the just painful grimace, doesn't look like they're enjoying life. The whole thing has a has a vibe of kids. This is your brain on bounty hunting. Do you really think it's cool now? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like everyone you know did, and Boba. Everyone's gone on to have some uh, life changing events. They've grown, they've changed, and there's there's Rothgar Dang. Like, no, 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 I'm still here, still here, still here. <laughs> Hanging on. That's a great one. I uh, love that. Uh, and then uh, we've got uh, this one. I, I've talked about it so many other spots, and it's it's less of a bounty hunter moment, more of just a cool ship uh, moment in Star Wars. But Jango Fett using his seismic charges for the first time, at least for us as an audience, in Attack of the Clones. Uh, you know, it's what you want out of your bounty hunter. Uh, it's what you want out of uh, out of uh, Django and, and Boba and, and passing that legacy. And they're, they're used. Uh, the seismic charges are used um, to great effect in Mando season two and Book of Boba Fett. But I've talked often. It's just such a it's such a great moment, such a great sound effect. And that's sometimes all you need to bring you back to a movie that maybe you don't uh, fully get or love or, or, or you just have your position on the, on, on, the, on the movie evolve over time. And that's Attack of the Clones for me. But that was it, man. That was just so dang cool. And again, if, that, if I'm envisioning a bounty hunter flying around the galaxy, he better have cool seismic charges like that in Django. <laughs> yeah, I mean, talk about the, the fulfilling the, the promise of the original trilogy, right, of uh, not just Boba Fett being super cool, but his ship being amazingly cool and fantasizing about what it could do and yeah. the visual effect and you know, look, all all respect to the emotional power of the Holdo maneuver. Mm-hmm. Uh, but sound design-wise, uh, Ben Burt and the Seismic Charges did it first. Yes. And it was, I remember just being utterly shocked by that in the theater. Such a great choice. 
Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, sir. Uh, for uh, me next, I, I go. Um, he, I wanted to put on the list because I've just loved this character for so long, and I'm one of uh, those fans who just uh, big scream of celebration when he showed up in Book of Boba Fett, uh, going to Black Crescent. Now again, there's a lot of moments. I was like, do I get? Do I get fancy and choose a comic book moment? You know, <laughs> do I do that? Or, uh, do I choose the moment in which he uh, just uh, really gets upset at uh, Transdotions and he's drunk and he's a little down and out and he uh, destroys them in the sanctuary, which leads to the great Garcif Whip speech? I No, I think it can best be summed up my love of Black Crescent and his impact on uh, the now the Star Wars world at large when he shows up with the twins and stares down Boba Fett. A character he does have history with. I don't even need to know about that history. You don't need to know about that history. The entire story is told in those eyes. Blacker said, intimidating. Talk about intimidation with a bounty hunter. Purposeful. He's going to go on a little mission, too. Speaking of uh, bounty hunters that uh, grow and change a little bit. But love that moment. It's everything uh, that I just got it. wanted to see in Blacker Sand. If he's ever to show up in live action. It works so well. It's one of my favorite moments. Uh, that is such a great moment. I really toyed with having the Black Crescenton uh, dribbles booze down his fur as he glares angrily at the existence of Trandosians <laughs> in his space. Uh, yeah. Such a great moment. But you're right. That in some ways, like the music and the impact of just like uh, mm. mi- big mean, uh, di- didn't uh, your partner Grace uh, call him uh, Satan Wookiee? <laughs> Satan Wookiee, yeah. And, uh, yeah. 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 Big, mean, scary Wookiee looking like, oh, man, th- mm-hmm. this this is uh, this is terror incarnated. You want intimidation? Here you go. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I hope one day we get a, a really uh, revamped and vamped up uh, Black Sentin Black Series figure. Uh, yeah. So there you go. Uh, uh, that's uh, one more from me, sir, but a couple from you. Yeah, jump into uh, the sequel trilogy. Uh, this is more just like, hey, you don't get to see him flip around fighting, but uh, mm-hmm. you get to see him looking real cool. Uh, I really love the design of uh, Bazine Natel. Uh, in, in particular, you know, that she's got the, the little moment of, of making the call to let the First Order know that uh, BB-8 is there uh, on yeah. Takadana. Um, just such a great uh, design in the the sort of pantheon of uh women bounty hunters uh she is one of the great ones uh, you know there's a short story perfect weapon uh, that i gotta read someday uh, all mm-hmm. about bazine natel but just just the power of the awesome design honestly and sometimes that is the point of the bounty hunters is the mm-hmm. awesome design yeah and again we, we know in the sequel trilogy there's probably um, you know less moments to choose from but great design and just by that des- design alone not not unlike or saying in the pod race you could just you, you want more storytelling we do get a little bit more storytelling with her i know but uh uh anna brewster plays her and it's just it, it, it's a little moment but it's an impactful moment and you know carries on the legacy of bounty hunters in the galaxy yeah and you get to ask why does she have finger only gloves <laughs> just cover her fingers it's so exotic and alien exciting um and then my final honorable mention is you know uh i was trying to think of the best way to phrase this but uh the real original bounty hunter is greedo right so uh my mm-hmm. honorable mention is greedo makes a bad choice <laughs> you can get into the debate about whether he fired at all uh yeah. where did he fire uh but greedo just cornering han is not thinking with his head not <laughs> yeah using the gifts of wisdom uh, yeah. that the maker gave this poor rodian uh, our introduction to bounty hunters is uh, uh, making a bad choice and ended up with a smoking gut in a lousy cantina <laughs> 
It's it's the uh, the the tales of Greedo. Oh, the sad yep. tales of Greedo. No, you got to include that. And again, it, it is kind of the our introduction, just not as uh, you know, I don't know, as uh, not with a, as fine a point as Empire or Return of the Jedi. Yeah. But love everything about that. There, final one for me. Uh, you know, I wanted to include some more Boba Fett. And I, again, no matter what what version, talk about different versions and. Who delivers the line? They both work for me. One I kind of grew up with in my head. One is still relatively new, even though it might be decades old. Uh, that is uh, Boba Fett bargaining with Darth Vader, saying things like, he's no good to me, Dad. And what if he doesn't survive? He's worth a lot to me. These are classic lines. And what some at, at one point in time, the only thing we really got from Boba Fett and, and trying to figure out who this character was. But I, I, for me, the big thing about it, the headline is, Boba Fett's bargaining with Vader. He's like... Yeah, no, this this is this might not work for me here. Okay, uh, and and Vader's you know control, but he, here he is yelling at Lando. You know, pray I don't alter the deal any further. And it's Boba Fett just like no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I have a job here to do. This was our agreement, and I just kind of like that about Boba Fett too. That he's like, yeah, I get, I get it, I get it. You got the cape. That's good. You could kill me, but I also need this money. So I just always yeah. love that Boba Fett stands up to. Him. It's really great. I mean, the yeah, the, whether it's Jason Wingreen or Wingreen or, or Tamara Morrison, uh, the the lines have a, a similar impact, and they just they sound cool and down mm-hmm. to business. And I don't care about anything. I'm just protecting my bottom line here. But yeah, in a movie where the Imperials can't even apologize to Vader without being choked, <laughs> yes, and he's like, "No, I will insist on my full payment." Vader and Vader's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." You know, it, it does it does really give him some power. It does it does elevates that uh, elevates that uh, the, the the mystique. A lot of mystique about that Boba Fett character there. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are some of our honorable mentions. We could keep listing more and more and more. There's a lot to get to, but we're gonna go to our number one choices here, and I'll go first so Joseph can close the show with his number one. We've mentioned him already. He is probably my favorite bounty hunter, with all due respect to Black Crescenton. I love him, and that is Cad Bane and team, or Singh, uh, among others, shown up to create quite a, quite a, quite a store, quite a, quite a stir, I should say, uh, and a crisis in the Clone Wars episode uh, 122, Hostage Crisis. Uh, now, we've been doing the chronological rewatch, which is so it's part of a bigger arc. I'm kind of, Joseph, thinking about how we all kind of actually really met him here, which was the end of season one, where this cliffhanger shows on up this whole episode, a great end of the season. And this is where Boba, uh, excuse me, Cad Bane kind of enters the party Mm -hmm. and enters in a big way, uh, enters with like death, murder. Like it's this uh, Ocean's <laughs> Eleven of, uh, you know, breaking in and, and trying to kidnap a, a senator. here. It's, it's, it's a lot of stuff. Um, you know, it's key for me, at least a Star Wars fan, where it's at the end of season one. Season one's uh, great stuff. It's, it's um, while it's still the Clone Wars, some of the jokes, some of the references, it's a little different. And then we're all learning about Ahsoka. But, you know, she snips more at this time than she is what she'll become uh, later on. We know that. And um, you might have been wrestling with some prequel, uh, you know, uh, issues and all these kind of things. And all of a sudden at the end of it, for, for me, and I know a lot of people, this guy Cad Bane shows up. And even I've said this, you look at that design, how is that going to work? It's a cowboy with his hat and a duster, like, oh, that's a little too close. I get it. It's Star Wars. It's Western influenced. I get it. And he just, he's dangerous. 
It's also kind of cool, like we keep talking about. Real things are happening with uh, that affect the story, affect the galaxy. Uh, it is a great arrival. It is what you might want a bounty hunter to be like if you're you're sketching up the idea. And it just works on so many levels. Uh, he creates this stir, creates this buzz, and for me, ups the level and importance of the Clone Wars show. For me, that's my personal experience with it. And I credit uh, the Cad Bane's arrival uh, as uh, as big in my love of Clone Wars. That's why it's my number one moment. Oh, I think it's a great choice. And I think it's a great uh, episode to highlight since it is his, you know, uh, uh, his introduction in our in our linear real world timeline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that is his introduction. And he just saunters into the Capitol, yeah. <laughs> right? And ju- in, into the Senate building and just takes the uh, hostage slaughters clone guards keeps anakin skywalker on his back heels the entire yeah. episode you know making a punk of him mm-hmm. <laughs> it's everything you'd want for the uh if if anybody started with boba fett and even read like some of the books where it's like a uh, part of the fun of bounty hunters is they either have like a, a, a kind of gray moral code or absolutely no moral code. They're just in it for themselves, for the money. And you're kind of enjoying uh, that that dangerous tale of, of a badass with no morality or maybe their own moral mm-hmm. code. Cad Bane just so supported that. Um, I, I think I, I've moved on from it, but I was hungry when I was first watching The Clone Wars in 2014 for, I was really appreciating more and more of the aesthetic from the prequels. Uh, but still enjoying the stuff that still felt like original trilogy. Mm-hmm. And Cad Bane just does. Like, he's that perfect, uh, um, like, it should be silly. Like, Bosk should yeah. be silly. He's, you know, yeah. yeah, he's a lizard in a in a human space astronaut-like jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, it should be silly, but it's cool and it's badass. And Cad Bane should be silly. He's like a, a big blue alien with the like big you know almost alien autopsy eyes you yes. know <laughs> and then he's dressed like a cowboy so like if you said like okay you want to see the coolest thing ever it's an alien autopsy <laughs> from x-files alien but he's dressed like a cowboy <laughs> you're like get out yeah. of here right yeah but the magic of star wars that it all comes together right with the right voice the right performance the right story mm-hmm. and people love him because he's a cool badass. Absolutely. It's like he went straight from Roswell, New Mexico to the Star Wars galaxy. He's <laughs> gray in Star Wars. Yeah, I love I love everything you're saying about it. And again, that, that, I, I'm talking about my specific journey. I just, he popped on screen and I just was like, what the bleep is this? No way. No. And at the end of that episode, I'm like, holy, oh my, yeah, this guy is something else. And there you go. That's why we love Cad Bay. That's why it's my number one. But we're not done. Joseph, what is your number one moment, your uh, favorite Bounty Hunter moment in Star Wars. Uh, my number one might be one of my my weirder number ones uh, that I've had in lists. Uh, I was pretty sure that I wanted it to be this Bounty Hunter, and then I was having a hard time picking a moment, uh, and I thought of uh, a lot of them, but I went to, instead of any of the cool action moments, I went to a line, because it was a line that, for me, captures the uh, the stoic badass cool i go my own way don't challenge me on it or you're gonna get a surprise vibe Mm. (laughs) of bounty hunters i'm going to attack the clones i'm going to Django fett meets obi-wan kenobi and instead of being even a little bit intimidated or deferential 
comes out with the, this key a bounty hunter mantra. It should be on his business cards when Jango Fett says to Kenobi, I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. <laughs> it's I love that from the second I saw it in the theater. And I think that whole scene is great as Kenobi's trying to push. And they're both mm. like, they both know exactly what's going on. And there's a little bit of like, we going to fight in here or, or later outside? You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they both know what, what's going on. Obi-Wan's like, yeah, you definitely had something to do with, uh, with what I'm tracking down. And, and Jango's mm. like, yeah, it's always great to meet a Jedi with the implied and kick their bleeping ass, you know? <laughs> Is all implied in there, but for me, it just it all centers around. It's very early in the conversation. Obi Wan is is being polite, and he says that your clones are very impressive. You must be very proud. There are so many different ways that Jango Fett could have responded to that, right? He could have mm. just said like, "Indeed," you know. Uh, he could have said nothing, mm-hmm. but instead, he kind of puts out this this statement that is true, right? That's his perspective yeah. of just like what the the galaxy is full of people who are out for themselves who will do anything to you so you got to be ready to do anything to them you got to be ready to do anything to survive that's my world view my my galactic view i'm out for myself i'm just trying to get by you attach all this meaning to it or whatever you want you know weird uh, jedi philosophy guy uh i'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe so it is it is true but it's also this like almost like old school dueling glove slap in dialogue totally. form, right? Because totally. it's like, I know you want information and I am going to stonewall the leap out of you. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you anything. I'm what? I'm just a simple man trying to make my way in the universe. I have no answers for you, friend. Like it's <laughs> it's yeah. at, at once true and at once like with his words spitting in Kenobi's face. And it's it's just such a great declaration mm-hmm. of uh the bounty hunter attitude it is it, it, poor kenobi anytime he tries to get information uh, bounty hunters are like it's just a job i'm just trying to make it <laughs> like what are you talking about uh, frustrating frustrating uh no and, and you talk about a great line then yeah this was again one of those moments that did work for me upon first viewing even if i try to fight that sometimes i would try to fight like what worked for me in the prequels back then i'm like no no i'm 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 imagining that no there's just something about it and 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 especially because with, with Django, you know that that wasn't well received at all by a lot of fans of 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 a, of a boba fett boba fett's father like we don't need this that kind of that kind of thing that kind of conversation might have been around but this is one of the moments where it worked for me where it just seemed to fit and this is what it would want out of the character this is what it would want out of uh boba fett's father and legacy it just worked on a lot of levels and then just uh the tension it's especially if you watch it now it's dripping with uh tension it's about to burst and i, I love that moment too and uh it, it works for me Django works for me man yeah i mean Django. i talked a lot about my perspective and owning it is is my perspective of kind of being introduced to the bounty hunters in the original trilogy era and waiting for them to explode. And they do in books and really take action. Yeah. And I feel like attack the clones is where it really, really happens. Obviously Boba Fett takes some action and in return of the Jedi and Luke's whole fight and all that. But, uh, Django's like, you know, for my number one, I was tempted to be like, yeah, it always, this beat from his fight with Kenobi, the seismic charges, it, mm. taking out Coleman Trabor, uh, losing his head, like so many thrilling moments of action with Django that really said like, all right, let's uh, the the gloves are off when it comes to bounty hunter action. Uh, but I just had to go with my gut because I think this moment is about the spirit. In this, mo- as yeah. soon as he says that, you're like, oh, they're gonna fight. <laughs> yeah, this is the opening bell uh, to the cool fights that are coming. 
It is, and I and I think it's a perfect number one for this episode because this truly is the bounty hunter life. Just truly making your way in the universe, just doing jobs, living, setting your own hours. Yep. <laughs> think about what? it. What? I'm yeah. just doing this because the benefits are good. What? <laughs> I like freelance. I don't want to work in an office. All right? All right? <laughs> I wear set sweatpants and set my own schedule, Kenobi. <laughs> you got a problem with that? Uh, so I love it. I think it's perfect. I think it's perfect. And I love the Django Fett and Kenobi and our show and our list here today. But who knows? We could do a bounty hunter list, too, because more moments are probably on the way. And there's so many we didn't even get to. So thank you, sir, for your number one. You're just a simple Star Wars podcaster trying to make, make your way in the universe. <laughs> and came up with a great list. You as well. All right, my friends, that is it for this week. What are some of your moments? You might have some. And if you do, you can reach out on Twitter. Uh, we are on Twitter at Force Center Pod. Use hashtag Star Wars Ranked. You can find us on Instagram, YouTube as well. Facebook page is Force Center Podcast. Podcast available on a lot of different spots, including Acast, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, and more. Just search, you'll find us. Merch available at tpublic.com slash user slash Force Center. And you can support us directly at patreon.com slash or center. Uh, you can follow me at Ken Knapsack. Go to my website, KenNapsack.com. From there, you can link to my radio show, Pop Rock and Radio. Have a lot of fun playing music. we got a live show usually on Wednesday and Saturday nights. Uh, a new show out called The Slow Stuff, where I play more of the slower, sad music that I don't feel fits into a rocking live show there. Check it out on my website, KenNapsack.com. Joseph, where can they find you, sir? Yeah, you can find me on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. I uh, encourage you to check out TikTok. Uh, I talked last week about how I'm being punished by the algorithm because I'm not posting quite as often as they like. And uh, many of you came to hit the old like button on CO Bibble, which I really, really uh, appreciated. So if you're interested in uh, seeing some of my action figures, check out TikTok. Everything else you can find on my website, josephsgrimshaw.com. Wonderful. That is it for this week. So for all the bounty hunters making their way through the universe, thanks for listening. Star Wars has been wrapped. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.